1: get it going this is the fcs fever podcast where we turn up the heat on fcs football available wherever you get your podcasts the fcs fever podcast is presented by betfred sports and part of the aaron torres media feed i'm chris sylvester this is our week six preview show some good matchups on the docket we'll break down what's worth breaking down and as always we'll give you the FCS Fever top 5 hottest matchups of the weekend but before we dive into all that we'd like to remind you the FCS Fever podcast is presented by Betfred Sports when you play in the Betfred Sports book no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred the more you bet the bigger the bonus the good news they'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long they are committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Bet Fred is one of Europe's biggest sports books. Started in 1967 by Fred Dunn, they are now in the U.S., and they've hit the market in a big way. They are the official betting partners of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and now the Cincinnati Bengals. They're currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington. And soon, Ohio. Sign up today. Place a $50 bet this weekend, and Betfred will give you a bonus, $250 for betting. Nobody does more for their betters than Betfred Sports. And look, I was 5 of 5 last week. I'll try to give you some good insight again this week, but don't hold me to it. We'll start with some good games that didn't necessarily make our top five, but worthy of at least mentioning and elaborating on a bit you got the ESPNU Linear Love Ivy League matchup on Friday night at 7 Eastern. Harvard fresh off a, a hard-fought loss against Holy Cross, a top-10 Holy Cross team. They go to Cornell, play that game in Ithaca. So if you, you want to get a sneak preview at the weekend, there are no Thursday night games in the FCS. That's the only Friday night game. And then a big slate comes your way on Saturday. A lot of teams are, are getting into that portion of the season where a few will have a bye here and there. Look, Gardner-Webb, they're due. I expect them to get a win this weekend on the road at Robert Morris. They've lost two close FBS games. They had a second-half lead, couldn't hold it against Elon. They go to Robert Morris. Robert Morris is uh, winless. I expect Gardner-Webb to roll in this matchup. Wofford visits Samford. Wofford has had some drama surrounding its program, feeling like they don't have enough resources to be able to practice and put together a good enough product well they're 0-5 once a proud program not so proud off the bat here they go to red hot Samford and Samford certainly they have made some noise early in the season their lone loss to the Georgia Bulldogs North Dakota State it's been interesting to see how the Bison have responded since the loss in Tucson at Arizona in mid-September you thought maybe The Bison would take out all the anger and the frustration from the loss at South Dakota. Well, the week after that Arizona loss, they were trailing by seven at the half. Their defense did pitch a shutout second half, and they wound up winning by a few possessions at South Dakota. But they just couldn't gain enough separation to put in the two strings, the backups last week against Youngstown State. They go to Indiana State, one and three this week. Indiana State, a hard-fought loss at Northern Iowa. Indiana State, they've already been blown out in their home stadium memorial stadium by montana we'll see if north dakota state a week before the dakota marker game can figure some things out and really look like a dominant number one elsewhere monmouth hosts albany caa Uh, i've talked a lot about the caa we're going to talk more about the caa it's Arguably my favorite conference in the FCS this year, right up there with the big sky when you talk about parity and other programs that are on the come up that we weren't maybe talking about at the jump of the season that have really made some noise here early on in this 2022 campaign. Furman goes to the Citadel, and I was really impressed by what I saw from the Citadel when they went to ETSU. They knocked them off week two. Well, the Citadel, they, they haven't scored since. They've been shut out their last two games, including most recently against a really good Mercer team last week. We'll see if the Citadel can catch Furman napping at all. Our friends at FCS Nation Radio, Kevin Marshall and company, they tell you that the NCAA is out to get the Citadel. The, the offenses that still running that triple option making it tougher and tougher for those linemen to block with a lot of the penalties that have been introduced in recent memory Towson goes to Elon we had Tony Trischiani, the head coach of the Phoenix on uh, with our week five recap show I think Elon's going to keep on rolling Towson a good program but off to an 0-2 start in the Colonial this year Florida a they go to South Carolina State Florida a they've looked better after a wobbly first couple of weeks, an FBS loss against North Carolina, and then they didn't really compete all that much in the Orange Blossom Classic against Jackson State. South Carolina State, they've had a tough slate uh, out of the gate here. I expect that to be a really good game in Orangeburg this week. Northwestern State visits Eastern Illinois, non-conference action there. Northwestern State, they've been able to pick themselves up and dust themselves off after a tough start to the season, fresh off the win. Over Nichols, South Dakota, South Dakota State. Remember how terrific of a finish it was in the Dakota Dome last year? The Hail Mary, as time expired, South Dakota got the better of South Dakota State. I still haven't been all that impressed by what I've seen from the Jackrabbits. Their offense in particular here out of the gate, South Dakota off to a 1-3 and three start. One are those losses, an FBS loss, the other losses we mentioned two weeks ago against NDSU. And then a loss at Montana. So it's been a tough resume out of the gate for South Dakota. But when you get to three losses, the margin for error becomes so slim. And here in early October, it's going to be tough for South Dakota to just lose one the rest of the way. I think South Dakota State, they get revenge. They get revenge in a big way. But what I want to see from South Dakota State to solidify them as the number two team in the country, some have them at two, some have them at three. I've even seen them as far back as four or five. That's probably where I would put them right now based on the body of work. Look, the defense has been terrific for Coach Stegelmeyer and company. Offense with a new coordinator there with now in Idaho. I'd like to see South Dakota State's offense pick up some things. This week, as they host South Dakota in a rivalry game that kicks at 3 p.m. Eastern, it'll be on ESPN. Plus, Jackson State will see if they get tested at all this week. They go on the road. In SWAC play, Jackson State is 4-0, 2-0 in the conference. They visit Alabama State. Bama State sitting at 3-2, 1-1 in the SWAC. Bama State's had a tough slate out of the gate. Their defense looks good. Can they slow down Shadur Sanders, who's already thrown for almost 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns on the year? SEMO's back in the top 25 at 4-1, 1-0 in the OVC. I think the OVC is a lot better than people expected. SEMO hosting Tennessee Tech. That's another 3 o'clock kick
0: And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Elsewhere, Western Carolina at 3-2 in the SoCon. They visit Mercer on the road. Mercer's lone loss against Auburn at Jordan-Hare way back in Week 1. Mercer sitting at 4-1, trying to get to the FCS playoffs for the first time in program history. They're going to have to stop the Western Carolina passing attack. Western Carolina, the Catamounts led by the junior Carlos Davis, who's slung it pretty well so far. He's got to avoid the interception ball. 12 tuds, 1,300 yards, but eight picks already this season. You feel like that Bears secondary will be licking their chops, uh, trying to get after it. That at Five Star Stadium in Macon, Georgia, kicking at 4 o'clock Eastern. Holy Cross. Well, it could be an easy week for Holy Cross. 5 and 0 on the season. They'll welcome in a winless Bucknell squad. I'm interested to see what Northern Iowa is made of and I still can't really figure them out. They're 2 and 3, 2 and 1 in the Missouri Valley, but they really haven't been all that impressive. They host Illinois State this week and this is game 3 of a 5-game stretch where Northern Iowa is playing in the comfort of the UNI Dome. Schedule's going to get tougher for them. Can they take advantage of this home-heavy portion against an Illinois State team at 2-2, two and 0-1 two, in Missouri Valley play? Southeastern Louisiana, don't expect them to be tested much. They welcome in D1 newcomer Texas A&M Commerce to Hammond America, as Coach Selfo would put it. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. I look for Kennesaw State to pick up the pace. They've been disappointing out of the gate despite all the preseason expectations. Kennesaw State they sit at one and three, O and one in the A Sun, and they welcome in North Alabama sitting at one and three on the season. They have yet to play an A-Sun game. This will be their first of the season. North Dakota fresh off that really impressive win that landed them in a lot of top 25s. They beat the breaks off of Missouri State, a 17-point win over Bobby Petrino's Pairs this past weekend. At 3-2 two now, 2-1 two and one in the Missouri Valley. They go to Youngstown State. Remember, Youngstown State, they fought hard, couldn't get it done in Fargo against North Dakota State. The Penguins are sitting at 2-2 two and two in the early season. Tennessee State, fresh off that loss against Division II Lane. They'll try and get a, a win this week. They are 0-4. Remember, they fought hard way back in Week 1, a touchdown loss on the red turf at Eastern Washington. They host Bethune-Cookman sitting at 1-3. We'll see if Nichols can get off the schneid. They go to Houston Christian, who opened Southland play with a win. Nichols 0-5, Houston Christian 2-2. and and tarleton goes to southern utah tarleton three and one southern utah three and two one and O in the whack northern colorado will put a two and three record on the line one and one in the big sky when they visit sacramento state and we'll see if the bears can build a lead of any sort in that game sac state still has yet to trail this year and for the fifth ranked hornets which uh, could be a little disrespectful. We had a chance to see him in San Luis Obispo last week. That two-quarterback system is terrific. Cameron Scataboo might be one of the best running backs in college football. First home game in well over a month for Sacramento State against Ed McCaffrey and Northern Colorado. All right, there it is. You know what time it is, and if you don't, it's time for the FCS Fever Podcast's top five hottest matchups of the week in the FCS. Lindenwood, the Lions, newcomers from the OVC. They've been tested the last couple of weeks, two ranked losses against UT Martin and Southeast Missouri State. You talk to folks from around the OVC and folks from around FCS football, they feel like Lindenwood could be a contender sooner rather than later. Their wins haven't been all that impressive. A one-point victory over then Houston Baptist, now Houston Christian at the start of the season, and then a non-Division one victory. So why pick them? They go on the road to Central Arkansas. I think any game at Central Arkansas comes with a little bit of intrigue. Central Arkansas, we'll see what they're made of, fresh off a win, a blowout win over a ranked Austin P team, 49-20 last weekend. I expect Central Arkansas to keep it going. Look, the losses are, are nothing to hang your head about if you're Central Arkansas. They're sitting at 2-3. and three. They really need to pick up the pace. They'll have opportunities to do so. You see North Alabama, Kennesaw State, Eastern Kentucky, Stephen F. Austin, Jacksonville State. Mostly at the very tip of our top five because I think this is an important game for Central Arkansas and the trajectory of their season how did they respond after beating down Austin P last week I like the Bears here they're tough on their home turf their only loss so far on the home turf was way back in week one against Missouri State I think the Bears roll in this one but I think you're going to be hearing about Lindenwood sooner rather than later in and around fcs football number 4 we'll take you out to the big sky conference fresh off a of bye week it's weber state at home with a 4-0 record they are 1-0 and in the big sky after a road victory a couple of weeks ago at uc davis and what was an absolute slugfest that was a low scoring 17-12 game they host eastern washington and look it's hard to make a ruling still on eastern washington and rarely do you say that after four games but The gauntlet for Eastern Washington so far, a a touchdown win over Tennessee State week one, a blowout loss at Oregon, top 25 FBS program, a three-point loss at home to Montana State, the top five FCS program, and then with the weird conditions and the weird scheduling, the hurricane pushing their game this past weekend to Sunday at Florida, they weren't all that competitive. They did knock in the first three points of the game, but it was pretty much all Gators from that point on. Eastern Washington lost 52 17. We we knew this wasn't going to be one of Eastern Washington's better teams the last couple of decades. No Eric Berrier, no Vernon Adams, no Gage Gubrud. It's Gunnar Talkington at the controls of the offense. And, and look, Talkington, I feel like he's held his own to this point, but I think With all the circumstances and situation that Eastern Washington's coming off of, with traveling across the country, having a short week to prepare for Weber State, I really like the Wildcats here. Remember, Weber, with their backs against the wall before they suffered that bizarre loss to Portland State last year, they picked up a big, crucial win over Berrier in Eastern Washington. This is no longer the era of Eric Berrier, Bronson Barron and company. I expect them to get it done. I expect them to win by a couple of possessions. And to be honest, it's really tough to see Eastern Washington as a playoff team this year. You kind of do yourself in when you put two power fives on the schedule essentially leading to two automatic losses and that's not to say that eastern hasn't uh, had teams in the past that could go toe-to-toe with power fives and beat power fives we've seen that but just look at the gauntlet ahead for eastern it's weber state on the road this week then they host Sac state you still got games later in the season at idaho at montana uh, looks to be a rebuilding year if you will for Eastern Washington. You know they're going to be back. They always seem to be back after a down year. do expect this to be a down year for Eastern Washington, and I do expect Weber State to roll in Ogden this weekend. That kicks at 8 Eastern on ESPN+. Number three will take you out to Nacogdoches, Texas, Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks, and a lot of preseason top tens. They really haven't lived up to it to this point. You could make the argument that Stephen F. Austin, their losses aren't bad by any means. I mean, they've been outnumbered and outmanned in all three of their losses. An FBS loss at Louisiana Tech, and then losses to two transitioning programs in Jacksonville State, and last week a one-point loss in the Battle of Piney Woods against Sam Houston State. Early diagnosis is... Sam Houston State's not very good this year. They lost 10-3 at home to Northern Arizona. They're having trouble moving the football. They're having trouble scoring the football. I was impressed at Stephen F. Austin's defensive showing last week, but they didn't win the game. They're sitting at 2-3. They've got a tough slate ahead. They welcome in Abilene Christian, and I think Abilene Christian is the team to talk about in this matchup. Although they go on the road here, I really like what I've seen from the Wildcats early in the year. A two-touchdown win over Lamar, a hard-fought eight-point win over Prairie View to open up the season, and then they fought hard against Missouri. We just saw Missouri go toe-to-toe, almost knock off georgia last week that was followed by wins over western new mexico a d2 program and then a 16 point win at utah tech who's been kind of tough here off and on throughout the early portion of the season i like abilene christian i like them to win the road game here Stephen f austin i like what that coaching regime is building there with the lumberjacks it just doesn't appear to be their year i like abilene christian a good game out in east texas but i expect the wildcats to come on top when it's all said and done. Number two, we'll go to the Missouri Valley Conference where I I hate to say it this this early in the season, but you're looking at a must win. And I'm looking at a must win for a team that was just in the top 10 last week. Missouri State, the Bears welcome in the red-hot Southern Illinois Salukis Bears are sitting at 2-3 and three after a 17-point loss at North Dakota last week. That coming off losses at Arkansas where they fought hard and led for a good chunk of that game. And also a loss, a two-touchdown loss against South Dakota State. Missouri State, I think they really need this one. You look at the schedule ahead for the Bears, and they can only afford one more loss this year to essentially be in a good spot to catch a playoff bid. After hosting Southern Illinois, they'll go into a bye week, and then they'll go to Northern Iowa. Schedule softens out a bit from there as they get Western Illinois, South Dakota, Youngstown State, Indiana State, Look, I like the early season win at Central Arkansas. That's looking better, especially after Central Arkansas's win over Austin P. UT Martin is a really good team. They beat them as well. But I need another quality win here to guarantee Missouri State a chance of the postseason. I don't think at South Dakota is going to be easy. I don't think going to the Unidome is going to be easy for Missouri State. I think they need to get this one. Southern Illinois, on the other hand, they were really disappointing out of the gate. Blown out against UIW. A home loss against SEMO. Then they kind of figured things out. They go to Big Ten country. They beat Northwestern. They host North Dakota. They beat them by a few possessions. And then a hard-fought, low-scoring win on the road against rival Illinois State last week. Baker and the offense, they figured it out for Southern Illinois. But I think Bobby Petrino will rally the troops. And I think Missouri State gets this thing done Missouri State in a must-win situation. At least that's what I'm calling it for them. I'm sure that's how they're going to approach the game. They're too talented. They're too well-coached. I think Missouri State finds a way in one of the great games in the FCS this weekend, and they eke out one over the Red Hot Salukis. Lucky Land Casino,
0: asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18. Plus. Number one, we're back to the colonial, back in the CAA. Colonial has just been terrific this year, and you hope that the committee eyes them the same way they do teams out of the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley Conference. Delaware, the Blue Hens at 5-0. and They put their undefeated record on the line and visit the tribe of William and Mary. Remember, these two teams early in the season captured FBS wins when Delaware knocked off Navy, William and Mary knocked off Charlotte. They've been really impressive from that point on, William and Blair Mary, their lone blemish has been a loss against Elon in which they led by three possessions in the second half. Delaware 5-0, 24-10. They beat Towson last week. Their defense has just been uber impressive early in the season. It's hard not to like Delaware here. That defense is tough. I think Delaware is a legit top-ten team in the FCS. I think they've done just enough on offense to – move the needle they don't turn over the football their quarterback play has been awesome Nolan Henderson you look at his numbers so far almost 1500 yards already 16 touchdowns to just four interceptions on the other side we had Mike London on the show earlier this year I really like the young quarterback over there the sophomore Darius Wilson he's really matured here from freshman to sophomore season his numbers are almost what they were in his freshman season in 2021 Body of work for William and Mary. Their defense is really good, too. I don't expect a lot of points to be put on the scoreboard in this game. I'm a big fan of Mike London and what he has building at William and Mary. But I think Delaware, they've found a way to get it done on the road before. I think they find a way to get it done on the road here. Give me the blue hens in our FCS hottest matchup for this week. So we'll just wait and see what this weekend brings in the FCS. Thanks for joining us here on FCS Fever. As always, we are presented by Betfred Sports. Find us wherever you find your podcasts. We are part of the Aaron Torres media feed. I'm Chris Sylvester. We'll talk at you early next week as we recap the weekend and look ahead to the week of the Dakota Marker game. Should be a lot of fun. This has been the FCS Fever podcast.